Hey, Bill, good morning. Um, just wondering, you've done this a number of times, this cut down to the final one that you're making. I know there's a lot of moving parts, but do you feel as if it's fairly clear cut after training camp OTAs and, and the four preseason games and, and you're comfortable with the decisions you'll make right there at the border or are there some really close calls? Uh, yeah, there's always, um, you know, some situations are more clear-cut than others. Uh, the more information you have, then the easier, uh, or maybe the more confident you feel that you are making the right decision, the less information you have, and more variables uh, there are that you just can't be quite as certain of. So it's always a combination of those things. Um, let's do the best we can see how it goes. And one quick, one quick follow was, if there was any kind of a deal made or any kind of a player added who hasn't been with you, how important would it be for that player to be able to make some kind of an immediate contribution towards, you know, the first game or couple of games of the season as opposed to being a projection? I know, I know it's a hypothetical, but I'm, I'm wondering, balancing that out. Yeah, I'd say we've done both. I mean, it would just it would just depend on each situation is different. I, there, there's no standard answer to that. I, I don't know. Fair enough. Next question will be Mike Pachaga. Uh Thanks, Stacy. Uh, Bill, I guess following up on Tom's uh, line of questioning, does your thinking on keeping the best 53 players on your roster change from year to year? Meaning, does it ever depend on the particular circumstances going into a year, whether or not you're filling a position, or you just want the best 53 players overall? Uh, well, you—I mean, you want the best team overall. So sometimes, again, every team is different. Every situation is different. Um, I don't think there's any like again set formula that I would follow. You just try to put the best team together that you can. There's some positions that are. Maybe not exactly the way you want them, and so you work around those in some fashion. Um, other positions maybe you feel are probably pretty good or as good as it's going to be, and so that's maybe less of a conversation. Um, you know, some, when you have more depth in one position and less depth in another, you, there's always a conflict of do you carry the better players that give you more depth versus position where you need players but maybe they're not as that position as other guys are in a position where you have more depth so again every every situation is different there are a lot of things that factor into it it's um, under the total category of team building and as we all know there are a lot of roster adjustments in the first well, month of the season um, so even some of the things that get done tomorrow or Sunday, there's still going to be a lot of roster movement in the first week, two weeks of the season, even in the first month of the season through September. On our team and throughout the league, man, that's the same way it is every year. So I don't, I doubt if it'll be any different this year. I'd be surprised. Thank you, Bill. You're welcome. Our next question will be Mike Reese, followed by Mike Giardi. Thanks, Stacey. Uh, is that me? 
Yes, go ahead, Mike. Great. Uh, Bill, uh, look, you got a long look at some of the backup offensive linemen last night. Um, that's an area in the NFL where depth can be hard to come by. Uh, how do you view sort of what you've had in that group through camp and, and you know, how it shook out last night for that group? Uh, well, you're right. We've got to look at a lot of players, and, um, and that in combination with um, other opportunities we've had to evaluate them in practice and other preseason games. Um, we'll, we'll try to put all that together and uh, make the best decisions we can for the football team. But that's a very competitive spot, and uh, there'll be some. You know, it'll be it'll be challenging to, as it always is, to to set the final roster, and and that'll be one one of the positions that uh, will be a little more difficult. And um, and this is more on on the lighthearted side. When when earlier this week, when you had referenced the watermelon roll, um, some people were actually curious. Was that in regards to a an, a menu item at friendlies or an actual race that would be had like a fun race? Yeah, the latter. Thank you. Next question will go Mike Giardi, followed by Tom Curran. Morning, Bill. Uh, it's been, I believe, exactly one year since Cyrus Jones tore up his knee. I'm just curious in the in the in the spring and now here in the summer if you're starting to see him return to the the sort of explosive athlete that he was prior to the injury. Uh, yes, yeah, absolutely. And I wish in these last two games we could have uh, had an opportunity to get him started on. On the, in the return game, uh, he he had a couple chances that I thought he he did um, well with in Carolina, uh, but he really didn't didn't have much yesterday. There were kickoffs or touchbacks, and uh, we didn't block well enough on the returns really to give him a chance to do anything but handle the ball. I thought he handled the ball well in some um, you know some fairly challenging ball handling situations. Um, but, you know, he did a fine job of that. That was no problem. I just didn't really get a chance to get started. And, um, yeah, well, of course, we'd like to have seen that, but that's, that's the way it goes. Thanks, Bill. Uh, next question will be Tom Curran. Bill, I'm wondering, as the players adapt to the tackling rules with their head up and their situations that present themselves, where they really have to keep their back from being parallel to the ground. Have you seen more arm tackling, more cases of maybe broken tackles where guys are having to think a little bit more? And is that impacting at all some of the ways and some of the plays at the end, especially maybe along the sidelines? Talking about for us or for the league? In general, in general, I think guys, in my estimation, a layperson, they, they seem as if there's occasions where they're more upright as opposed to where they would just kind of go in a, a little bit more aggressively. And they're trying to go a little more upright and kind of hitting with their chest, shoulder, as opposed to, to being able, feeling comfortable lowering their heads and going in. Yeah, I don't know. I think the A.J. I think the AJ Moore on the sideline and, and J.C. Jackson on the long 41-yard catch on a touchdown seemed as if it was just, it was kind of non-competitiveness, and I 
didn't understand why that came to be. For instance, there's other ones too, and it's just in general, but yeah. Well, Tom, you'd have to talk to the other 31 teams. I don't really know. I can't speak for any of them. Um, we don't teach tackling any different than than we have. This rule hasn't affected us at all. We've never taught tackling with our head down. We've never taught tackling with the top of our helmet. In fact, we've gone to great lengths to make those corrections uh, before this rule was in place. Um, so, honestly, I don't think it's – it hasn't affected our coaching at all. I mean, if anything, it just reinforces what – what we've been teaching. We, we've never taught that. In fact, I, I don't even know one coach that has. I, I don't know who does teach it that way. Um, so I'm not really sure what we're talking about here. Yeah, I don't think anyone teaches it, but it absolutely occurs on, on every team where a guy lowers his, his head so he doesn't smash somebody with his face mask. It's just that impact. I appreciate what you're saying, though. And I'll... It's okay. Uh, next question will go Mike Petraglia, and the last question will do uh, David Lazier. Uh Bill, uh, I know you talked about him a little bit after the game, but has J.C. Jackson always showed the ability uh, when he was at Maryland, um, and, and now that you've had him in training camp to find the ball uh, and instinctively read the receiver and turn around? It seemed like on both interceptions last night he did a good job of doing that. He did do a good job of doing that. Um, and I think overall our, our defensive backs, um, uh, that uh, Josh and um, Coach Flores and Coach Boyer um, and Steve have all worked hard the last couple of weeks after the interference penalties we had in the, Carol in the um, Philadelphia game um, and there were other plays that we didn't play properly that weren't penalties, but it was basically the same mistake that uh, we spent a lot of extra time on that. I mean, we spent plenty of time on it in the first place, but obviously wasn't working or weren't doing it well enough. But we've we've addressed that um, not just with um, Keon, who had the was involved in the, those plays, but all the other players. We they all saw what happened. We all saw what happened, and uh, we've worked um, very hard the last couple of weeks to to talk about those techniques and uh, and a proper way to play the receiver and the ball down the field. But I thought J.C. did a, did a great job of it in the game, and he took the coaching and the examples of what we were trying to do on a practice field and, and turned them into um, productive plays in the game. So that was... Yeah, it was, I think our whole group has shown improvement on that. Not not everybody gets a chance to do it in every game. There there aren't that many um, deep passes. Uh, there aren't that many deep passes in practice either. But when those plays come up, they're in critical plays because of the amount of yardage that's involved, and and we need to play them properly. And um, and the opportunities we had in the game, I thought that we we did a better job of it. So that's good. Great. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, you're welcome. And last question, uh, David Lazar. Hey, Coach. I was just wondering if you could give me an assessment on uh, Derek Rivers and how he's done throughout training camp in the preseason. Yeah, well, it's been great to have Derek out there. He's been out there every day. 
Um, hasn't missed anything from the beginning of the off-season program through the OTAs in the spring to training camp and, and preseason games. So um, nobody works harder than Derek, and he has good, a good skill set. Uh, he's worked to refine and improve that, and um, he continues to, to make progress every day. Um, again, without a lot of experience, He's only played four preseason games, so there's still a long way to go. And sometimes things happen that haven't happened to him before, uh, so that's a little bit new or different or not not quite the way. Uh, but he he learns and adjusts very quickly. So unlike any young player, um, the more they play, the more experience and confidence they get. And uh, if they work hard, which which Derek certainly does. Um, they improve, and uh, things that um, they might have, when they see it the second, third time, second and third time around, uh, they do some things better than they did the first time around. That's normal, um, and, and he's certainly in that in that phase. But Derek's done a lot of things well. He's had a, he's had a good camp. He's been a very competitive and productive player every day. In practice and, and in the preseason games, um, still has a lot of things to work on and things that he can improve on. But he's he's done a good job and he's competed well. Would you say that the lack of reps because of his torn ACL played a factor into why he played last night? Uh, I mean, not really. You know, I mean, it. it if it had been, if something had been different last year, I don't know, but it wasn't, so I'm not going to worry about that. Um, yeah, the decisions we made all through the preseason were, again, to give players an opportunity and do what we feel like is best for the players and the team and uh, to, to try to have as productive an opportunity as we can with whatever it is we're talking about, games, practices, or meetings, walkthroughs, and everything else. So uh, we can't do it for everybody um, in every game, every week. So it's broken up into different opportunities, and, and that's the best we can do. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, everyone. Okay. You're welcome. All right. Thank you.